a virtual bedroom inside <laughs> Africa. You are listening to What the Relationship with your host Candice, Kayla, and Ntsako Honey. <laughs> if you're looking for a podcast with some sexy, fierce, mm. independent <laughs> CBD smokers, someone is a CBD smoker in this room. We hope we will make a great pair. The patriarchy. Yes, mm. you heard right. The patriarchy. Can I leave the chat? <laughs> an institutionalized system of gender that places men above women, polices anyone who deviates or falls outside the binary, and categorizes children before they can even talk. Its impacts can be measured in everything, from statistics to interpersonal relationships like the overrepresentation of women in lower paid jobs, or women and trans people as the majority of victims of domestic violence. Patriarchy is even in your love life. So today we're, we're chatting about why is it that women tolerate inequality in their love lives and families? Is it really love to always put others' needs before your own and live with the constant imbalance of domestic and emotional labor? In Sako, the floor is yours. To be honest, this is one of my favorite topics because I just love listening to you talk about patriarchy. Like, yes, academic and experience. Like, like, you bring the knowledge, then you bring experience together. It's just so sexy. Like, I don't know if this is like a, like a love language. I don't know. Like, I feel like you're speaking my love language right now. Like, speak more patriarchy, Candice. Uh, and if I can, Isako, if I can just say, if you enjoy that, Candice, I'll, I'll plug for you, baby. You should buy her book, Perils of Patriarchy. Candice, where's that available again? Lulu.com. You can get it anywhere in the world. Viva anywhere in the world. Yes. Absolutely yes. love this. Um, <laughs> I've experienced patriarchy so many times in relationships that I kind of anticipate it. Um, to mm. this day, I've never dated anyone who has not been patriarch in some sort of way, some worse than others. Um, but I think my worst experience would have to be <laughs> this guy Mada, is a trauma. Mr. Mm. DJ. Hmm. <coughs> why am I not DJ? Why are you not? Yeah, I mean, why? Why are you surprised? You shouldn't even be surprised. No, um, I. The thing is, from 2017, I've been an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. From the moment I walked out of high school, I've been an entrepreneur. Um, I've secured some yes. bags, some yes. bigger than others. Yeah, I'm not shy about my career. I'm not shy about my bags either. If I'm in a relationship with you, I'm going to share my work because I'm in a relationship with you. Be you able to do. Yeah. yeah, Mr. DJ, I really thought you know things actually started like kind of getting weird after three months because the first three months, obviously, we're still getting to know each other. It's nice. We we're going out. You know, we he's still paying the bill, right? So now, obviously, after three months, now he's starting to get to know me and my very expensive taste. Now, here's something that you need to know. I've got a very expensive taste. Like, I'm not even shy about it. I'm not going to... If you want to take me out for sushi, nice thing. we're okay. going to fire room, okay? <laughs> we're going to fire room or this other four-ways, like, restaurant called Yamakado. Yeah. really expensive taste. Like, my taste is, like, gold, like, shillings. But anyway. So, <laughs> those things started appearing a little bit more because, I mean, we used to go out for, like, pizza and like movies you know the, the basic things but then i wanted more like a like a dinner where we could just like dress up you know mm. and you know he'd always speak about you know the money situation but for me like 
I am a romantic person, guys. I actually realize this. I'm a romantic person, and I really don't mind spoiling my partners. Like, I love spoiling my partners. So if you don't have money for something, and I do, chill, dog. Just relax. I'll I'll pay for us. You know, like I got oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's uh, it's us. It's our finance. Not him cheating with a hand that is jobless because at least he could afford her, but you couldn't. He couldn't afford me. <laughs> See, <laughs> as Sako likes to say, See? <laughs> no, for real, there is not the, enough the time, in the world. At the time, I did not know it was patriarchal, but I knew mm. that maybe his ego, like I used to call it, like his ego was dented because, like, mm. I kind of knew that you know, maybe he just didn't feel man enough because he wasn't spending much on me, he didn't buy me flowers, he couldn't afford to buy me flowers, and I was okay with that, like, I was very comfortable at the time, <laughs> honey. Listen, you better buy me flowers. <laughs> so now that i'm looking back i realized that okay i was dealing with a guy with fragile masculinity to the point where he was so uncomfortable with his with himself that he mm. felt like he needed to be patriarchal in a way that he must cheat with a woman who doesn't have a job doesn't really have anything going for her just so that he can it's feel more like more reliant on him be, than you are because mm. i let me tell you something man and i want men to know this and the men that I've been involved with and the man I'm involved with, I don't need you, I want you. And I feel like me wanting you is better than me needing you. Because it's not a requirement that you hear. It's mm. just the fact that I want you, honey. I want you. You are an independent person. Yeah, dog. And ever since Sex Toys came out, like it's been really hard. Women don't need anything. Hear me on this. Women don't need anything in this world except a dildo and a dog. Literally. You can do everything for yourself. Like you just need companionship. That's it. You need companionship and love, which a dog will give you. They're fabulous. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you can sort out anything else that you need to sort out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Did you know, so I don't know if you can see my, my dog in the background. We're actually wearing matching colors. She's got a pink bow. You so see. That, that, a dog, that's all you need. And dogs, dogs are loyal. Dogs they are amazing. And I say, Sasha, sit. She sits. You see. You see. <laughs> that's what we need, guys. That's what we need. Um, okay, no, okay. but like. Yeah. To comment, sorry, for real, for real. I feel like in soccer the nail on the head there a lot because a lot of like my experiences as well come from like and I'm only realizing like you guys can confirm this I said before we started I don't really have much to say on this topic right mm -hmm. thinking about it from like a financial patriarchy perspective it's kind of like damn like mm -hmm. <laughs> that exists that is a thing that I've seen. Like, that has been an issue because up until this point, I've only ever dated men who I can't, like, I come from a more well-off family than them or, you know, I earn more than them or, you know, I'm more educated, like, university-wise than them. Like, that mm. kind of stuff, it's never, like, I've always experienced it, you know, and just thought, like, oh, okay, cool, this is just how someone would act when they're uncomfortable you know what i'm saying like i don't know i actually yeah i see it i, I see it i never even thought of it as patriarchy though thank you and Sako. now i have to go and sit, sit in bed tonight and think yeah i mean let me let me, let me academic academicify i'm making that a word let me academicify this whole topic of parts <laughs> 
Um, so I think what's interesting about, you know, the patriarchy is the role that gender roles in particular play in shaping young girls to be in relationships, right? I think one thing that we need to have a deep conversation about the impact patriarchy has on us is that our ideas of romance have been ingrained to us to say that we must be ready to sacrifice. We must have the ability to sacrifice always, right? And never allowing the responsibility and accountability for men to actually be just sufficient partners, right? We are mm. also taught to, we're also taught to be very likable, right? So I think, yeah. you know, at some point in high school, we're always just like, yeah, but I'm not like other girls, so you can like me. Right. Sorry, that just triggered. I'm so triggered. I'm not like. And what that then does is that it sort of conditions us to sort of. Yes. Yes. Here's my Fiji water. There we go. Fiji water. Fiji. We are. So what it then does is it allows us to accept mediocre love in our lives. Right. We are therefore always making it seem like this romance we see in TVs and whatever is so ethereal. And then when we come and realize not the love that I deserve, the love that I'm worth, you know, and start demanding, then we're being too, too bussy. We're, 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 we're just, we're asking for too much, you know? My and that is what gender roles do. Gender roles yes. do that. So I actually saw this. Somebody, mm. this is, because somebody sent this to me on a, a girls group that I'm, I'm like on, right? Mm-hmm. And like it's this like thread, this Twitter thread of this guy who's basically saying like how guys tell girls, yo, you're acting crazy. When in reality, they just can't emotionally keep up with us. So mm-hmm. we are, you're now my biggest fan. I am now your girl, which, it, you know, would then mean that I have to, you know, be this amazing thing that mm-hmm. is like, supportive and loving and just you know everything you do is like i'm so celebratory about it and then guys look at that and they're like yo i can't actually keep up with this and how do you tell mm-hmm. someone like what is too much and you can't actually reciprocate you've never been taught how to reciprocate that you know yeah. how and then oh girls get told okay actually you're crazy you're too much you are you know you're loving but you're actually fulfilling this this role that you were taught but i think we also men are never taught that's true. And I think we also need to understand the roles that gender roles do in making like women like Asanda do laundry for their men. He laundry. has two hands. He was Let me tell you something. Oh. Tell you something. Every single relationship I've had, girl, I come from a very, very like privileged background. Okay. I have never learned to. I have never learned to clean. I have never, those words are like swear words. They make me actually cringe. Like I can't. Okay. And there's no man on this planet who will ever catch me getting so, I must, I, I know what washing powder does to your hands when you hand wash. First of all, do you not yeah. see these bad it's boys right now? Like, do you exactly. not see them? Like, they'll start and moisturize. I'm not down here to do this. Like, no, honey. Manicure. So I think what Asanda's touching on though is that because he would always buy me food, I thought since I had nothing to offer, I had to be submissive enough, though I didn't want to sometimes. Girl, you have a way. Let's talk submission. Let's talk submission. Asanda, 
When you no say you have nothing to offer, you I want to as a person, Asanda, ne? Mm. The, the thing is, ne? you are not ready for a relationship if you think as a woman you have nothing to offer. Because exactly. a woman who's in a relationship is very comfortable and with what she has to offer. And she says that with love. She says that with love. No, I'm really saying this with love, my sweetheart. You must yeah. understand. Because I'm one of those harsh sis dollies. Ne? You have to be extremely comfortable with what you bring to the table so that no one ever thinks your table's too small, too big, too, too thick, too thin, too anything. The fact that you are a black woman calling yourself mm-hmm. nothing to offer. First of mm. all, dating a woman is a privilege. I've heard this from lesbians, mind you. So dating a woman is a privilege. When you say you have nothing to offer, my sister, I will personally give you my number and constantly affirm you until you understand what yes. you have to offer. We'll brainwash First you of all. yourself. Second of all, I'm one of those feminists that believes in acts of service. That's just simply my love language. My friends understand this. The person I'm dating understands this. I'm just an act of service type of hand. If I look, guys, for me, ne, feminism leaves my body when my man says he's hungry. I will cook a meal and a quarter. And the other day for you me, like, what made me, me realize is that it's not even a patriarchal thing, but more than anything, it's just that let me help you out. Was when he was getting ready for work. He was in the bathroom trying to scurry around, trying to figure out, okay, where's my camera? Where's this and all of that? I saw his shirt on the bed. It was unironed. I'm like, this nigga is not going to work with an unironed shirt. Who? They're going to look at me like, girlfriend, on the man's shirt. So I decided, no. you know what? He's busy with other things. Mm. He's working on other things. He's trying to sort his life out. Just iron the shirt. So no. that's also not He's a grown ass man. He's a grown no. man. On your own damn shirts a couple days beforehand. Right. Shit together. He needed help. Because for me, right, I've been in like Zoom meetings where he made coffee and breakfast for me and put it right by mm. my side. So mm. I felt like I'm going to match this energy. Mm. I'm going to match it. Yes, cats, walk past. I'm going to match <laughs> this no energy because for me, I don't believe in patriarchal relationships. Like for me, I'm an alpha mm. woman. So once you try this patriarchal thing, like I switch on the alpha and mm. once you can't really compete with that alpha. Whereas if we have an understanding of you help me, I'll help you, but it has nothing to do with patriarchy, gender roles or anything like that. Okay, will you find me cool, cooking yeah. most of the time? Yes. I like no, good food. Still yeah. no. Still no. No, but for I real think- guys, like for real, I actually also okay. even stopped looking for men who can't cook. I stopped dating them. There's no way I'm This is the way that I look at things, right? So I was raised in, like, okay, I'm Portuguese, and it's a very, like, traditional culture in the sense of, like, you know, women cook big meals for the whole family, and, like, it's incredible food, and they, like, keep a house, and, you know, it's very, like, traditional patriarchal. Portuguese and Zulus are the same. <laughs> so, like, I grew up in a, in a place where, you know, I was expected as as a girl to, to have certain skills. And I've actually, like, I've lied to people before, being like, yeah, I can totally cook or whatever. And, like, I almost, with hubby, ex-hubby, yes. <laughs> I almost um, I almost burnt down the kitchen the first morning that he slept over because I tried to make breakfast and I started a, a grease fire, you know? And, like, that's something that genuinely, as you know, I am what I am, <laughs> Even as like a woman, I had to like really, really sit. And it's sad that this is something that I had to do because it hurts a lot. It was a process that wasn't fun, you know? Like I had to sit and actively work through the fact that like I can't cook. 
I am a germaphobe, but it's not, I, I'm not like, you know, I can clean a whole house in like a day. No, that's not, you know, I'm not a shit cleaner. I'm also not even sure if I could be mothering, mothering, you know, or motherly, or like if I could have kids. And that's something that I had to sit back as a woman and be like, wow, am I less of a person for this? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and you know. Yeah, but, like, unfortunately, after, like, because I, I, I look at myself much like Asanda does, where I'm, like, I don't have any of that to bring to the table. But mm-hmm. Asanda, wow, you have so, that's uh, so much. You have so much to offer. And I had to sit and go, I can't bring that to the table. Am I less of a woman? Am I less of a partner? So the point that I'm at now is where I go, I can't cook. I can't clean. I might not be able to have or mother children, like, you know, raise children. But, but you let me what? tell you how I got this. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, I'm not going to change that about myself. It's not something that I'm actively going to change because I feel like I've been told for so many years that I won't be a good enough person. Never mind a woman, a person, you know, and at the end of the day, if I can take care of myself, Regardless of my agenda, that is what matters. And that's what makes me a, a, a good enough partner for someone. And I, I feel I like that's what, what's important. Yeah, today is just going to be academic, Candice, guys. I even got the earrings out. I'm here. I, I love, love academic, Candice. I think what's important to acknowledge that we're not as society having enough conversations about is that I don't have a problem with making coffee or Mm. a sandwich for my partner. Right. I don't see myself being um, sort of disenfranchised as a woman by serving my partner because it makes me happy. What I Mm. won't tolerate though, right. Is being forced to based on a set of gender roles that say you are expected to serve your partner. That becomes problematic. It needs to be a give and take. Right. So in as much as I can serve him, he's also, I wouldn't say expected to serve me. He will rightfully when he wants to serve me as well. Right. There's that equal sharing of responsibilities because I think most of the time when you talk about patriarchy to men, they don't understand that as, as women in particular, black women, the responsibilities Mm. we face in the domestic sphere and also in the sacrifice of our education, our career paths, our dreams, our own needs. It limits us because now we have to basically put your needs as a man first before ours, right? And that's essentially what the patriarchy is. It's a system where men are superior. And so everything in society, they get prioritized first. Politics, relationships, money, whatever, they always put first. And so that also affects mm-hmm. love life when you are with a man who then says, but you as my woman, I need you to cook, clean, take care of the kids. But then I also have an MBA. I'm also studying to get my MBA. But not yeah, only but that, you, you, can pay people, you can pay people to do that so you're going to pay me. I, I, just, I hear you guys, man. I feel mm. like we need to also, and, and I hope labor. maybe this conversation comes up another day, um, I remember one of the things that I learned last year speaking to a different woman that women actually get told that okay, I'm gonna say it in Zulu, then I'll translate now. Yeah, thank you. Let me translate because for me in Zulu it hurts even more. <coughs> okay. 
Yeah, for both of you. I'm listening. When you are a CEO at work, you leave Mm. that at work because when you get home, you are a wife, not a CEO. Okay, but here's my thing. Here is my thing. I'm listening, Zako, before I go on a full-on tirade. Sorry, my love. This is so many Black women who are entering Black marriages because the man is either one, not as accomplished as the woman. So now we are trying to protect his masculinity by dimming your light. Mm. And my biggest problem with patriarchy in the relationships ne, is the fact that you know where it starts? It starts with men not knowing their place and not knowing expectations about relationships. Because a Yo. man walks into a relationship and says, I'm going to fund you, I'm going to pay for you, I'll be the provider. There's nothing about I actually want a woman with values. I provide for myself. A woman who's driven. I want a woman who's actually who knows herself so much. No, it's I want a woman who's not gonna bother me, who's not gonna call me a thousand times, who's not going to challenge me. But more than anything, as long as she needs money from me, I will be in that relationship. That's where patriarchy starts because they meet people like Candace, Kayla, and Nzago who are sisters who wear, if you're looking for them, you can find them in their bag and y'all get intimidated. So let me tell you something about your ego, honey. Your ego is an empty eggshell. I will step on that thing and crush it. If you can't handle a strong woman like this, I suggest you go back to your mama because she's going to love you unconditionally. Thank you. Exactly. And on that note, guys, from Candice, Thank you, guys. You need to be saying more. Shit. Yeah. Damn. No. Kayla, you're gonna say something about no, the pirate. Yo, no, in Sako, she took it there. It was it was perfect. Thank you. Genuinely. Yeah, my point, my point about patriarchy in love in, in, in your love life is that it needs to be reciprocal. Mm. And yeah. there needs to be an equal sharing of responsibility. Because the thing is, you're not you're not like okay, take the making dinner thing. I hate this idea of, oh, I'm making dinner for you. No, I'm making dinner for us. Us. Mm. We're both going to eat. I'm not serving you. I've made dinner. We're both going to eat. Now you pull your, your like, you know, share of it and clean the dishes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like we always, yeah. I feel like we are conditioned into seeing these acts of service as, you know, a necessity. Mm, that's Let me also mention that acts of service is a love language. So are we and, and that's the thing. in challenging the fact that acts of service needs to be removed of the patriarchal BS? So I think that acts of service, because I, I love with acts of ser- service as well. So I get it. But mm. unfortunately, it's one of those things where if you feel that you have to do this like that's not love that's kind of like honestly like for me i think more than anything emotional black one thing men and patriarchy are good at now is weaponizing excellent things and lying too cheating too but uh, stealing Mm. too (laughs) But they're also very good at weaponizing really good things. Your trauma. I thought about the oh, wait, Bible. That's my ex. For one moment, I actually thought about the Bible because oh, yeah. you know I already like 
for me, like when men say things like, yes, but God says that a, a woman must be submissive to the man. And I'm like, you clearly didn't read Proverbs properly. Because mm. the things that are that are required of men, honey, I'm He's not going to submit to you because you have a penis. I don't care if you have a penis. Dildos come in pink, blue, orange, purple. Honey, I can submit to that. Okay. So even is, if, mm-hmm. even if I look at this from like a, a BDM BDSM perspective, it doesn't even make sense. Like, let, let's talk about it genuinely. Let's talk about it. Now you're supposed to be the submissive in the relationship, but you have no actual like control. You have the right to say no. Submissive can say no and stop the whole situation if they're uncomfortable. But am I not right in saying BDSM only refers to acts in the bedroom, not acts in general relationships? Oh, no, it can be your whole life. It can be your whole life. Okay, wait, explain this. Because me, system. when you said BDSM, I thought of a hand who's tied up with like some ball in her mouth and like a anal <laughs> the ball gag. Like, that's what I thought of. I'm sorry. That's where my mind went. No, I'm BDSM, thinking like, that's what okay, I couples who live the BDSM lifestyle, right? So take, for example, a dom and sub um who live this lifestyle 24 7 the dom will make the decisions in the relationship regardless of gender so where do we eat you know but the thing is the submissive that's why you have like safe words and stuff because the true power comes from being the submissive in which you can go no actually i'm not comfortable with this and i want to change mm-hmm. you know what i'm you're mm-hmm. you're giving away your submission you are you are actively giving or you're giving them the power to control you mm-hmm. A safe word. The <laughs> I feel like okay. Let's not get into that. That's maybe another another. But like the whole thing is like you in this relationship where you're supposed to submit to your husband. Well, what are you giving me in return? Because if I don't submit to you, am I going to get hit? Am I going to get divorced? Am I going to get like what is the repercussions of not submitting to you? Because that's also where you see the page. But I go no. Actually, I don't want to do that. Why is it that I'm less of a human or less personal, less of a woman? But, you know, like, I want to challenge submission, hey? Like, you know, I used to be that hun. And I think when I was younger and didn't really understand feminism to its degree, um, I used to be a very submissive woman. But then I realized that I was submitting to trash. So basically, like, wanting to go and kiss <laughs> trash. And, you know, but trash couldn't even take itself out. And I realized that, you know, submission is actually a two-way street. And I think this is the part of the Bible that I like to, like, challenge a little bit. Submission mm-hmm. is a two-way street because when I make decisions about us, I need you to trust me. I need you to also see me that I'm seeing this in a very different way that you're seeing it. And I'm seeing it with, like, a sixth sense because women have a crazy intuition, right? But also mm-hmm. when you want to take a step in the relationship and you want to, you know, do something, I must be able to trust you. So I mm. think more than anything, submission really is based off of trust. It's the fact that I can trust you to make a decision. Yeah, but no, that's the thing. For, for us, like young people, we understand it from the basis of trust. When we look at like older people, especially like the parents or the aunts and the uncles that are married, submission for them is, it's almost like the husband has to control the wife and the wife almost has to, say yes to everything and if she does mm. not have a say or if she actually like raises her voice or something jay that that she doesn't like then she's immediately rejecting the submit the submissiveness and then it comes across as disrespectful and that's the problem that i have with submission so for me if you're going to date a woman like me i need you at some point to submit to me and 
best believe if you give me that energy, I'm giving you that energy. If you're making a decision, dog, I'm going to support you. I'm going to be there to hold your hand. I'll, yeah. I'll be your water boy. But guys, you know, patriarchy in relationships is the reason why, one, women in marriages are being raped by their husbands. And, like, and it's really a fucking it fact. It's a fucking fact. in relationships happens. is the reason why. Sorry, women, I have to say because I'm, I'm so against that shit and people don't believe right? it. Patriarchy like relationships is the is the reason why some women are actually housewives, because they're not housewives because they want to. They're housewives because they're told that okay, now that you have kids, you need to raise them. You need to raise them. Not that you can raise them and also have your own career and stuff, right? Three, patriarchy is also in relationships is the reason why some men have the audacity to bring another woman home. And say, you know what? You weren't satisfying me enough. You're cold in bed. So I'm going to bring another woman in bed to fill in that aspect. Patriarchy is the reason why men can enter polygamous relationships and polygamous marriages with women, mm-hmm. but not even tell them. You can have a whole second wife, a whole life outside of your, mm-hmm. outside of your marriage. Mm-hmm. But because you believe in that verse that says a woman must submit to a man. Honey. Don't forget the part where Jesus said, you better love the woman like God loved the church. And last mm-hmm. time I checked, I'm not loved like the church. So you better check yourself. Mm-hmm. Dear Accountability. Can we, please, can we please just, can we please, so just patriarchy is the reason that lesbian porn is hot, but gay porn is not. Like I'm just saying. Patriarchy <laughs> is the reason why. What am I, what am I, I'm just a thing that serves your fantasies it's the same mm. reason go topless on a beach but women can't it's the same reason why people say that women can't breastfeed in public because my my, my whip boobs out your titties are, whip out your titties i will whip it out for you whip out your titties has been made to satisfy a man <laughs> patriarchy is the reason why Men are actually being murdered more than women. But because a man can't even eat a banana normally because he's seen as gay. A man can't have freaking nail polish because it's seen as gay. Also, you wear be- nail polish. That shit is hot. It is so sexy. It's so sexy. I'm digging it. I'm like, damn, boy, okay. Okay. Men wearing earrings is so sexy. I Men wearing it. shorts. Have you ever okay. seen a man Let's with nice legs wearing shorts? Let's oh. take it for a second. Okay, vote right now. How many out of three women find it attractive when a man is confident enough in his sexuality to dress in women's clothes, wear earrings, whatever it is, but know that he is straight or bi or whatever? There it is, three out of three. And we all... Pre- different on this on the spectrum of women yeah yeah interesting men can't even wear pink How yeah, stupid is that? who reinforces this though is it men reinforcing it with men or are we somehow reinforcing it because i feel like we constantly as women have these conversations where we're like guys yo this is the reality of it like i have a partner who feels as though he can't even cry in front of me you know and it's like it's not because of him. And it's like men get told that there are certain things that they can and can't do or ways that they can and can't act. And it's like, as a woman, like challenge that and tell your partner and you know, talk about these things. But like, guys, it kind of also comes down to how you guys treat each other. Yeah. No, we, the, the reality is that we as, as, as women are gatekeepers of patriarchy. Right. And I think there has to be some form of unlearning. Um mm. 
the, 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 the myths and the, the, the learnings that we've been taught. We have to unlearn that shit. Um, but also, okay. like, it's important that when you're in a relationship with someone, you always need to understand the environment. So, mm. for instance, the captain came from a very, very violent, hypersexual, hyper overt, hyper masculine um, institution. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, or boys school and you're expected to like you know just present the, so the work of your macho your macho sake like you can't you can't you can't be vulnerable in those in those instances so if you spend part, like maybe eight years being in that environment where you are being taught to be hyper masculine and then you come into a relationship where you're with a girl who generally doesn't care a damn about um you know how you dress like she or she she more cares about the values that you bring to the table and the, the, the soul and the person that you are and then she's telling you cry in front of me he's, he's literally gonna i don't know if you've ever seen men like you know when you you you, you bring like something to men and they they, they question it you know have you ever seen men like sort of What's that word? They start frying. Their brains start frying. They're like... Uh, 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 oh, like when a, when uh, a puppy like, hears a weird noise and then they kind of just go... Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> now, you're telling, now you're telling the captain, but babe, cry in front of me. It's, it's okay. Safe. And yeah, it's just okay. like... He, those tear ducts, those tear ducts have not been used in more than 10 years. What are you going to say? So we need but to unlearn it. We need to unlearn it. Yeah. We should not really turn the first place, though. You know what's really sad is the fact that I think the one thing men have to realize is that men, like, patriarchy actually affects them. And please, like, disagree with me if you will, especially Candace, because you have more, like, yeah, academic knowledge about this. But I really feel like patriarchy actually affects men more than it affects women. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I see patriarchy as a chain, right? So I see patriarchy at the top and I see, okay, the perpetrators are men. Then I look at the victims and then I see men. And then when you expand that, okay, what are they victims of? So things like they can barely wear pink. So they're really, they can't even wear pink. So they're really controlled about what they look like. Um, if you don't have a beard, you can't even participate in Movember. If you have a small mm -hmm. penis, um, you're pretty much excluded from society. I mean, people even call you a dyke. Excuse mm -hmm. my language. Um, and then when we look at relationships, so if you don't even have enough money, then you're not of value of love. And I'm really trying to challenge that because, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of successful relationships where the woman was earning more. And because mm -hmm. the woman was taken care of, like, you know, she didn't really care. Like, she doesn't care about how much you earn, dude. Or sometimes life is cyclic. Sometimes he'll have a job, you have a job, whatever. Um, and then I see, like, some of the things that they go through. And then I, I compared it to women, right? And I realized that, okay, men actually are more affected by it, but we are almost like the second victim to it because mm. the patriarchy they face from other men gets perpetrated to us. Mm. It's like a serial a killer. Yeah, yeah, a serial killer who's abused as a kid and then murders people who look like his mom. Exactly. Mm. And I think for me, that's the biggest problem here is that this new generation of men, we need to teach them how to look for relationships and also how to relationship because that's, that's the problem no, they walk into relationships men, they watch dude they watch no but that's the thing man for me I, i'm I tired know, of I'm, teaching men i'm tired of having the the patriarchy conversation like genuinely i'm fucking tired i'm tired guys. of hearing say like sexist things and being like 
are you kidding me? I'm tired of being the girl who's having those conversations with men, the crazy girl, the feminist girl. Like, I'm so tired. Y'all need to connect your shit with each other. I'm going to sound like Dr. Martin Martin Luther King Jr. right now, but babes, imagine if they were tired. Imagine if Steve Biko was tired. Imagine if Mandela was tired. Imagine if Oliver Tambo was tired. Would we be here? No. But babes. But I'm also, so, no, guys, no, no, no. Please understand. There's I'm a willingness. I, I choose there's to a willingness. There's Google. Honey, there's Google. There's YouTube. There's podcast. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I'm so sorry. But do you really think racist white people are out here willing to learn about black people? No, they're not. But they kept pushing they kept pushing because we have the end in mind guys you can't expect a revolution and you just get tired at every corner it's okay to be tired but at some mm. point we need to just push a little bit further because we're trying to get to the end point but like, there's points at which you actually can't talk to like okay so we look i, I look at Buggy, okay and the patriarchy literally he was a pretty skinny dude like skinnier than me and if you've ever seen me in reality you know that's not hard because she, oh she's thick Okay, so I, I have always been skinnier than me. And like this like person actively told me, like, I don't feel like a man because I'm not like, you know, big. I want to get big because I don't feel like a man. I could tell him constantly, like, no, you are incredibly sexy. Like the fact that I could break you like a toothpick is like kind of my kink. You know what I'm saying? But like you can like say that you can say it in 10,000 different ways and in affirming ways and try and be there but if it is nailed into them by other men and they already don't respect your opinion as a woman no i'm sorry i want to say that guys like i am really maybe this is a personal thing by the way like really hold me accountable to my words according to my experience now I'm extremely unnecessarily patient when it comes to men who are extremely patriarchal. I've dealt with men like that and I really just sit them down and I really get them into it. I've had experience. Are they always willing to learn? Absolutely not. But do they pick it up on the way? Yeah. We can't expect the whole world to change in a day. It takes time. But I'm saying that when it comes to patriarchy and fighting patriarchy and the, the revolution of feminism, we need to understand that this is going to take a few years. We come back from biblical times of patriarchy. And, and babe, how, people still don't, mm-hmm. how do you fight a battle in which your voice doesn't matter? Your voice does matter. Your voice No, does but matter. that's the thing. These patriarchal men, they don't care. And the men who are, you know, victims of this patriarchy are being taught that our voices don't matter. They're being they're being told they're constantly, like your opinion on the scale of you know value outweighs a woman's like i read a billboard the other day that said raise your voice even if it's shaky keep raising mm. it listen dude black people have been fighting for 400 years 400 years to even get to where we are right now feminism is going to take even longer do you understand that even our generation of children are not going to be free their generation of children are not going to be free. We're looking at at least a 400-year projection. I mean, dude, when you look at the women and what they were doing, how is Madam C.J. Walker, for me, is one of the most inspiring women ever because when you look at how she managed patriarchy and how she managed to just really change the game, I mean, dude, how are you the first black female self-made millionaire in America in those times? Yeah. Those times? Like, do you understand how crazy that is? So for me, like, 
when tackling things of patriarchy, I think we really need to look at, and this sounds so bad and shame for all the men that are listening now, please understand that this is coming from the gentlest and kindest space ever. We need to treat men almost like they're grade ones. You know when you teach a grade one to pick up a pen? It really needs to be like that, guys. You need to start from scratch. want to have to do that. Like, they don't get it. They've never been raped. They've never been catcalled. They've never, they've never had a man look at them somewhere. Guys, I was at the gym today, and one of the instructors. So I listen. My body is gold. Some nigger was standing there staring at me the entire time, like staring at me. I like I literally walked off, guys. It made Did you me get feel that so uncomfortable. Feeling in your back where you like know that they're staring. And absolutely like, absolutely and i walk because like, they'll chase men have <laughs> never experienced that they've never that's experienced that. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put this down and say that like men don't get sexually harassed or but like even the most open men are still impacted by it and if we don't have other men going like if we don't have they're other scared men, of each other honey this men are scared of like, each other i realize that my girl broke up with me you have to come up with the story of how bad she was or how toxic she was you but can't even say something simple crazy. as like it just didn't work out yeah they yeah. can't say that you have to like, paint her as a bad bad person because you're scared of your friends men are scared of each other a woman is not scared of ah, a woman can throw down now men are scared <laughs> of each other Scared. This is why we need men who like ballsing up actually means like standing up for what you believe in in front of your mates. You know what I'm saying? Like I look at the captain who said something that I was really unhappy with, and I was like, that was actually a little bit not so great on like the sexism side. And he instantly was like, okay, cool. And he took it up with the two guys involved and apologized to the girl who wasn't even there. And I was like, Mm. damn. But still, this man, like I said you know, suffers and, like, won't cry in front of me because he's been taught not to be vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I look at it and I'm like, at what point, because I know he won't raise kids who feel that way. I know that. But, like, at what point are men like him and, you know, like, need them to step in and be like, yo, this is the truth. This is This is how it should be. To be a man does not mean X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm tired of the charge. I'm genuinely tired of it. Hmm. I think we just need to ask ourselves, really, the type of love that we we want to have in terms of the household um, and the kids, if you choose to have kids. You know, like, because ultimately, society, the institutions that we go to are microcosms of the structural... Mm. Um, oppression though you know like it's it's taxing I guess why I I tend to get really tired about talking about patriarchy sometimes is because it's deeper than just you having to serve a man it's much deeper than that like like I even mentioned this in the beginning that children are given patriarchal expectations from before they can even talk So the moment your child is born, you already assign a color to them. You're already telling them that, okay, there's certain, um, you know, toys you can play with. And that's already perpetuating a sort of mindset they should have. I hated being called a princess as Mm. a kid 
because yeah, it gave no. me that idea that I need to be, I need to wait for someone to save me, or I need to, I'm, or I'm, or I'm fragile, or I'm, you know, like I hated that notion, but I loved looking at, you know, male heroes. And I was like, where are our female heroes that don't need to show vulnerability? At some point, I was like, you know what, guys? I really, really, really don't want to be this, like, you know, overly feminine girl that you're trying to get me. And you'd see this in the dolls we played with. You'd see this in the cartoons we watched. And, I mean, I had this conversation with a friend where he was like, his nephew really loves watching Dora the Explorer. But the moment he went to primary school... And he saw his friends were watching these other boyish cartoons. He started watching the boyish cartoons. And he never wanted to associate with Dora the Explorer because it's seen as feminine, i.e. therefore weak. And that's Isn't problematic. That like, oh, that's Diego. Yeah. We yeah, that nothing weak about us. That's the cartoon that would be providing of I think you kicked it on. You get kicked That the cartoon we're providing of weak women, you know, macho men. It's problematic and we need to erode that from even the moment we conceive our children. So that's why for me, and this is something I, I, I always tell Miles, I'm like, I, I know this is maybe too woke and too revolutionary, but when I, when I want to have kids and they were expected to do this whole gender reveal, I'm literally just going to reveal a bowl of water. Take it what you will. If you're thinking, oh, water's blue, therefore it's a boy. Think of it this way, gender's fluid. So the expectations that we're providing to our kid is that <gasps> if they want to play with dolls, they can play with dolls. If they want to get, you know, really with involved in whatever they want to do, that is up to them. That is that is their agency that we will respect. We're not going to give them a assign them roles that are limiting and therefore affect their mental health. Because as Nsako rightly mentioned, patriarchy greatly mm. affects men. It is yes. the greatest, probably the biggest assault mentally on men, the biggest disease for men. But it's, it's such a subconscious thing. Exactly. So and subconsciously, you can like subconsciously, mindfully, that can that can have a huge impact on you rather than mm. physical ailments, right? Mm. So that's yeah. something that we're not enough. And I think when you do get into a relationship with someone who has a little bit of patriarchal don dons you need to have sit down and have these conversations in fact and in a nice way like yeah read from the read, bible of patriarchy read understanding patriarchy by bow hooks yes she, oh my gosh yes when she beautifully puts it out there to say patriarchy and as much as it affects me I'm told as a woman, I'm conditioned as a woman that I always have to be resilient. I always have yes. to persevere. I already have a fighting spirit in me to fight this oppressive system. Whereas men, they are not equipped to be resilient to fight a system that tells them to be this way. They do not have the necessary free will to choose that I will reject this. And that mm. is why it's important that when you get into a relationship with someone, it's beyond just saying, no, babe, I won't cook dishes. You have to have that conversation oh, because they've been conditioned. I won't cook dishes. I won't cook and wash dishes. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> it is, it's, okay. beyond, it's beyond just um, rebuking it. You have to have that conversation because you've been conditioned. Mm, it's deep. I, I but agree. I also think, you know, Candace, like you really, hey, yes, when are you, 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 the way you put words is, you're making a chocolate cake. The most perfect chocolate cake, you know. I I a hundred and fifty percent agree with you because 
also what I want to remember, so guys, Mina, I'm gonna speak about the black woman experience because I'm a black woman and I experience life every day. You know, behind every patriarchal man is a mother who will take it all, honey. Oh my gosh, there is that mother. And I think I'm really <laughs> thankful. I'm thankful that the household that I was raised in, my dad, his parents passed away when he was young. So my mom, like, is a very, like, she's into dark humor, right? She's always like, you know, I thank God I don't have mother-in-law issues. Like, genuinely. <laughs> no, she'll say that, hey, and in front of him. And luckily, I mean, look, my, my grandmother used to love my dad. Like, honestly, she passed away a few years ago. But, like, that's, that's like, how I was raised. So for me now... You know, dating men, and I realize that my pool of dating men are somewhat similar. Um, I always mm. date men whose fathers aren't present in their lives, mm. which is very awkward for me because my father, used to buy me, my father used to and probably sometimes still buys me pads. Mm. Oh yeah, my dad, my dad like cruised into single dad life in the same way after the divorce, dude. What? Mm. So what do you use? Exactly, exactly. And sometimes you don't even ask. You just ask for a picture. Like, please send me a picture yeah. of an old one. I'll always remember this yeah. and put it on a retainer. Sometimes you'll send me money to go and buy it. And yeah. for me, right, like, I, guys, like, for me, when we look at patriarchy in relationships, you almost have to realize that in every single relationship you're going to be in, and I'm, this is unfortunate, but it's also a learning curve. You are going to experience some sort of patriarchy. Yeah. Some yeah. are more extreme than others, but... I feel like it depends on how you are with your partner. Some sometimes you really just want to teach your partner because that's all they know. Behind every mm -hmm. patriarchal man or every patriarchal act is a mother who has condoned it for years. Oh my gosh! Yes, please. Can we, as like mothers, like going forward, please? Oh, mother, mother and son relationships are the most enough. toxic. Listen, do you know when your son's girlfriend calls you? Toxic. When your son's girlfriend calls. And says your son's just slapped me for closing his computer. Maybe you should say something other than he's never been aggressive before. I yeah, hope this woman catches her sub, eh? Remove the victim blaming your guides. But let me let me just to 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 close to close off the discussion. Um oh can I just say one thing before we close? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Candace, let me steal your gender reveal idea, babe. I've decided my gender reveal is going to be me popping an LGBTAQ plus cracker and coming out as gay to my parents. You're like, yes, I'm a child, but I'm also I very black. <laughs> so if I'm on dad, I feel like that's perfect. I so okay, well, my gender reveal is going to be like, like really weird colors. It's gonna be either beige or cocky. Diamonds. Beige for a girl, cocky for a boy. Beige for a girl. I'll get it. Yeah, I'll like my 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 baby shower girl is gonna be super. It's beige and white. Whether it's a girl or that's cocky and white for a boy. Like I, for me, I hate colors because okay, look, it's weird. My favorite color is pink, right? But I I, I yeah. hate the color because guys, girls look dope in blue. Have you seen a man in pink? Oh, did you see Jay-Z's suit when he went to that, that branch in that pink suit? I was like, also, sorry, please, can we normalize? 
can we normalize men who drink pink drinks? Because FYI, every time you as a man to drink the beer, I think about the belly you're gonna get because that's like ten slices of bread, bro. Drink a pink Back. drink, they're like much healthier Back. for you. Men, drink your gin tea, please. We will not judge like, you. I guarantee I'm not gonna judge you if you drink a beer and you enjoy it, love it. But like, please, yeah. if you want to drink a drink and you don't, you feel like you can't. Brutal fruits and about to be hella be within, be within, you know, it's totally okay. Mm. Drink your pink mm. shakes yes, if you want to drink shakes, it's okay. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I always I always get deep and political about uh patriarchy, but I, I think from from for me as a mini as a mini TED talk, it's important to it's important to unlearn the unconscious and damaging hierarchies that are used mm-hmm. to maintain systems like sexism, racism, homophobia, uh, transphobia, it's so important to unlearn them. Because unlearning these unconscious things is an act of love, right? If our romantic relationships are truly to be revolutionary, are truly to be patriarchy-free, we cannot replicate, i.e. we cannot copy patriarchy and put it in within our love. We can't do it, right? When we know how toxic it is to us. So it follows... It's important. We need to learn to expect equality. So we need to teach young boys what equality is about. We need to teach young men in particular that being a man in a relationship means being a partner, an equal Mm -hmm. partner, sharing in those Mm -hmm. responsibilities. It's important that we also teach men and women as well, or however you identify, to demand respect and to see skills that are valuable to learn without, without sort of like gendering them so let's not let's not gender cooking let's not gender fixing attire just value the skills that you want to learn because you value your own agency and empowerment right so i'm going to end it off with bell hooks because guys i love bell hooks she is partly the reason why i became an author and she says in her book all about love all too often women believe it is a sign of commitment an expression of love to endure unkindness or cruelty, to forgive and forget. In actuality, when we love rightly, we know that the healthy, loving response to cruelty and abuse is putting ourselves out of harm's way. Yes. Guys, I said what I said. I said what I said. If the I really can't wait for you to put award-winning before you say I'm an author. Just oh. Manifesting. Just, just, just so many candidates. <laughs> but if the patriarchy is putting you in harm's way, mentally, emotionally, physically, get the fuck out. That's yes. what Paul Hooks basically please, said. Please, you know, blunt way. Any final thoughts, ladies, before we wrap this up? Like we want to wrap the patriarchy? Yes. Um, Dear black men, I know you most likely have grown up without a father, but trust me that if you learn how to unlearn patriarchy, you're going to make sure that the next generation of women, especially the one that you bring to this earth, is going to be loved the right way. You're going to be fixing a lot of things. And I want to make sure that men are taught patriarchy. I have the patience of a teacher and i am more than willing to help you support you with all of that and educate you about patriarchy 
Kayla? I feel like we just need some self-awareness. You know, of course my cat is going to come and interrupt, but you know, I'm going to take it from a perspective. And I think as women, we need self-awareness because we need to see when these things are happening to us and be able to, like Bell Hook says, remove ourselves because that is an act of self-love. And self-love and loving kindness needs to come before back others. So, yeah, and then I think as men, you guys need to be, please, like, be aware because be self-aware and change that. Like, help each other to move out of it because that shit can really, really mess up a relationship and you as a person, whether you be male, female, anything in between. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah, a little bit that's of facts. Awareness. That's facts. Yeah, this, the, the, this episode was was very deep, but I always appreciate the fact that we can be able to spill the tea, have fun, but also just be real because that's mm. what relationships are. They are real. Um, and so certain instances, we will maybe experience these moments where we're like, hey, guys, I think we should talk about this on the podcast and have people also share their experiences. So mm -hmm. to you, the listener, thank you so much to always, always, always listening. Also to the viewers who watch our streams. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to you. We do this. Thank you for putting up with my cat. Yeah. <laughs> with Kayla's cats we do this every week once a week and rumor has it that maybe maybe next week we might we might just record from our new podcast <laughs> rumor, has it, rumor has it you know so yeah. you, you don't want to miss that episode because we might be looking pretty and you know we'll be seeing each other so you know I might do makeup oh. <laughs> so on that note, Andis and me, Kayla, and me, Zabo, we are out.